All right, welcome back. We are gonna continue me wandering down memory lane. So, what was it, about three, four weeks, probably a month ago, I decided to kinda go back, relive what I remembered and what I was fond of, of what I consider the two best decades of my existence. Um, probably because I didn't have to pay any taxes or rent in one of them, but still, nonetheless, um, the 80s and the 90s, um, just for pop culture value and just how things from then either hold up, don't hold up. And so I was going to go through music, which I did, and I wish I had found this website sooner because I probably would have used it for music too. My music critiques for both decades was probably willy-nilly and all over the place, but in the end, I felt the 90s were better for music, even though the 80s was the birthing place a lot of, or of a lot of my favorite genres. Um, but then again, last week while working, I listened to mostly 80s music. So who does hold kind of the bigger space in my brain for the nostalgia? Maybe I was just in an 80s mood. And then, so last week, I went into television shows of the decade. So I found Ranker.com. I believe it's by HBO. I can't remember. It just says Ranker. Um, but they have a great platform where it just kind of lists. And you can break it down into smaller subcategories like just sitcoms or movies or pop songs. Like, it's a pretty cool site that has... Music, nerdy, sports, living, history, culture, food. So it lets you rank everything. And then it pretty much whatever you decide to zero in on. So for this week, I've got the greatest shows of the 1990s. Just a very broad overview. And I know last week for the 80s, I believe I had to do it in, or at least I chose, I guess, to do it in primetime shows. And then I, because I was a kid for most of that decade, I also moved in and did the cartoons. And so this one is nice because, but it's like almost 200 shows from the 90s. And as long as they had one season in the 90s. So we're going to see some overlap from last week. But we're going to go through just the shows in general. So we're going to get um, primetime cartoons, um, maybe some soaps mixed in there, like afternoon, morning kind of talk shows. Everything's going to be in here. So it's not going to be broken up. I'm just going to talk about 90s television and kind of go over all the shows and talk about which ones kind of still resonate or still are watchable still to this day. And before even getting it, I kind of glazed through the list, but I feel the 90s has more rewatch value because, as I said last week, aside from some of the, the cartoons that hold a huge nostalgia value, um, the 80s, it's or sorry, the 90s is going to be more of the grown-up content that's probably going to resonate with me. Plus, just television evolved, and there was more networks like Fox became a thing, and just and then as we rolled into the cable um, era of TV. So here we go. Uh, the 90s, number one, and it's cool on this site because it as it lists shows you can click to up or down vote a show depending on how you feel about it so but some of these are so cemented in place with their plus minus that you're not going to dent it unless you find 3,000 people that 
let's go with number one, The Simpsons. Um, they started in 89, so they didn't really impact the 80s at all. Season one, um, the voices, the animation, even when you watch it, is way different. If you have Disney+, Plus, I believe it has 19 seasons of The Simpsons sitting there for you to watch. And when you watch season one, it's the show's still trying to find its legs. So The Simpsons being number one for the 90s probably means more. And all, at least for Gen Xers like myself, the majority of The Simpsons references that you make are probably from an episode in the 90s. So well-deserved. And aside from a few shows that are underneath it here, it I can't see you arguing that it isn't number one, considering... It's still on the air. Um, number two, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. That went from 90 to 96. Great show. Um, I believe it was after he became... I know he had... What was his big hits? Um, with DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Um, oh, Girls of the World Ain't Nothing But Trouble. And there was another one too. But anyways, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Great show. Everyone watched it that was young. Um, Will Smith was fantastic. Um, and of course, we had Alfonso Ribeiro in there. Um, famous from being in the... I think he was in the Pepsi ad with Michael Jackson in the 80s. Um, but I feel like Carlton is the most memeable thing to this day. But Fresh Prince, it's still in reruns. It still lives. Solid number two. I'm surprised it's up that high, actually. Um, and the one that I kind of thought that was going to be number one there was two in my mind that i thought would be number one one of them is this one friends um when i was in you so it went from 94 to 2004 so i was in university when this came out and there was friends watch parties so i lived in the dorms and the girls would have friends watch parties like they would get together and there was a few shows that had these cult followings where groups of people would gather around and watch either in the open common area with a big tv or go to someone's room and all kind of hang out have snacks and drinks and watch and friends kind of became a pop culture phenomenon and it's just jennifer aniston courtney cox um uh just amazing cast and i believe it spun off a sequel not a sequel what's the word i'm looking for um there was a spin-off show which was joey which probably was crap i don't think anyone watched it but friends um i actually am like i get why simpsons is number one but i could see why there would be an argument that friends would be number one um next up wonder years this i can't remember if i brought it up last week or not it's 88 to 93 so there is some overlap but Probably by this time, it was probably more established as one of the main shows for your evening viewing. And so, and Fred Savage was already established. And so there was some, at least I remember there was a lot of selection for family-based kind of sitcom drama, a little mix of everything, like family life shows. And, but I'm completely shocked that Wonder Years is number four. So the people voting on this must... um, Maybe they're younger than I am. Maybe some millennials. Because I this one doesn't strike me as top five material. But obviously it is. So there's people that have more fond memories of it, I guess. Number five, Home Improvement, 91 to 99. So the whole time through, Tim Allen, this was his show. Um, 
famous stand-up comedian went to prison, came out, and then got famous on this show. And, um, yeah, it was part of our rotation um, up until I moved out. And I'm surprised it lasted eight seasons because, honestly, yeah, I grew up, moved out, became a university student. So home improvement wasn't on my radar. But from the first few seasons from when I was growing up and at home, it was also in that weekly like what are you gonna watch tonight list for I can't remember what night it was on Tuesday can't remember but 100% deserves top five nomination Um, another one in the overlap category so number six Full House we talked about it before Um, Bob Saget John Stamos and Dave Coulier and then all the kids Um, I maybe watched two or three episodes of it didn't appeal to me but what do you do it's still i believe it's still in reruns to this day number seven golden girls talked about it last time 85 to 92 so i would consider it more of an 80s show but that quartet of ladies super funny right to the end of the show's run um number eight saved by the bell so that i may have mentioned also last week because it started in 89 but And it's funny that I'm talking about it because they just finished filming a reunion show with everyone but Screech. I can't remember if he held out for money or... But I think Dustin Diamond's got some issues. (laughs) Um, I think he attempted or still is doing pro wrestling. Anyways, um, Saved by the Bell. Um, I believe it was Saturday mornings to start. and But yeah, just... It's listed as a teen situational comedy, and that's exactly what it was. And there's a lot of shows gauged at that kind of 15 to like moving out of the house age. Well, maybe not 15. I don't know. Saved by the Bell, maybe 13 and up. But yeah, guilty. Watched it on Saturday mornings. Um, number nine is Cheers, more relevant to the 80s, but it did. The one thing to note with Cheers, uh, it ran till 1993. And I remember I talked about MASH last week. And MASH had the record for most people who tuned in and watched the final episode. I think I said it was like 5 million people. And so Cheers, I remember when it wound up, they were convinced that it was going to make a run at MASH for the final episode when they closed down the bar and call it a day. Spoilers. Um, But I don't even think it even took a run at it. That MASH record's unreal. Um, number 10, Boys, yeah, Boy Meets World, wow, 93 to 2000, um, Ben Savage, Roger Strong, didn't watch it, but once again, 93 would have been the year I went off to university, so Boy Meets World, not in my wheelhouse, so I'm assuming this show being number 10 means the world to the millennial generation, and is kind of one of their, um, teen sitcom staples. Uh, number 11, don't want to count it too much, but That 70s Show started in 1998, and it probably, like, it was good. I watched a lot of it, but, yeah, it's showing up late in the decade doesn't give it the, this, I don't know, it being, it is good, and it being number 11 makes sense, but it was only around for two years of that entire decade, so top 20, maybe not. Um, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, 96 to 2003. Um, that gave the world Melissa Joan Hart. Once again, 
uh, probably for millennials, not for myself. And I'm probably going to say that a lot today, talking about this stuff, because just being Gen X, the 70s and 80s, and maybe just the first tip of the 90s are going to be the stuff that resonates with me in that kind of giving you the warm, fuzzy feels kind of category. And so I think anything that's mid to late 90s is going to resonate more with the millennial generation and stuff into the early 2000s. Um, big one, number 13, which shocks me. It should be top five, Seinfeld, the show about nothing. Um, yeah, that was another one that was just a staple. And I believe it was NBC. And it just, it made Jerry Seinfeld um, a household name. Julie Louise Dreyfus was already something from SNL. I believe she was in SNL. And then uh, Michael Richards of UHF fame. <laughs> um, yeah, Seinfeld. Yeah, number 13. Shocking that it's that low. And then back to those university watch parties that I mentioned. Number 14, X-Files. Um, huge. 93 to 2002. I know they had recently revamped it or brought it back again. And it's just... I'm... Yeah, it's just it's a testament to either I was partying too much because God knows I wasn't studying, but I've maybe watched a, I can't even say a 10. Yeah, I haven't watched. I probably have not watched 10 episodes of the X-Files and I know it was on Netflix and I and it just I remember trying to watch the first episode and even Seth Green was in it, I think, because I think it was filmed in Vancouver and he went on to become famous later in things that will be listed on here. <clears throat> but X-Files, once again, number 14. I thought this would have been top three, but that's just because in university there was huge watch parties for it, and it was one of those, like, must-see TV weekly shows. Number 15, Animaniacs. So back to cartoons. Um, I know when I worked at Blockbuster in the late 90s, the people that were... A bit younger than me so I would have been 25 so yeah like the 18 to 21 people Animaniacs was huge to them and so and it is hilarious whenever they would put it on the TVs for us to watch while we were working um, super funny show um, and probably one of the best kind of animated things um, for all ages um, not my vote for best animated thing in the category of cartoon for the 90s, but on here, number 15, um, Roseanne. Once again, <clears throat> overlap from the 80s. This show went to 97. Once again, revived recently for television till Roseanne went on a Twitter ambient, I think ambient bend, <laughs> and they killed her off on the show and got rid of her. But yeah, Roseanne. And Roseanne was one of the first ones, at least to me, because up to that point, most of the sitcoms of the 80s were these squeaky clean families, like go no further than The Cosby Show, where it was the perfect Huxtable family. And it's funny because I know my my mother despised The Roseanne Show, not despised, but she wouldn't watch it because they were kind of like um, crude. And I thought the show was more real. Um but yeah, it just wasn't this squeaky clean, like, um, 
comedy sitcom situation of a family like they had their troubles and um above and beyond john goodman is amazing in everything he does and especially as in the big lebowski but <laughs> him in this show was the first time i saw him or had heard of him and he was fantastic uh we're just gonna glaze over unsolved mysteries because that's like a serial show that started in the late 80s on uh, 18 everybody loves raymond and that went for a decade so once again show i didn't watch started in 96 to 2005 it's just not my thing i tried watching a few times and just yeah ray romano's not uh not in my wheelhouse uh 1990 tiny tune adventures so once again uh i believe that's hanna barbera yeah anyways another um collaborative steven spielberg thing because he was also animaniacs i believe and so yeah tiny tunes it's up there once again is it deserved to be in the top 20 when you count everything from the 90s in my opinion probably not uh next up star trek next generation once again and i'm gonna say this a million times overlap with the 80s but great show um if it was on i would watch it i didn't go out of my way to watch it i'm not a trekkie by any means but patrick stewart and the rest of the cast like brent spiner jonathan frakes all of them um yeah great like arguably the best star trek show of all time and i'm not gonna argue that because I don't think I've watched like the last three different. I haven't watched a new Star Trek show since probably Deep Space Nine, which would be the one I probably watched the most of. Uh, 98, so end of the decade. King of Queens, once again, Kevin James, not a fan. Leah Ramini, um, she's mostly known for getting her ass out of the Church of Scientology. And then Jerry Stiller, I think, who just passed away in the last couple of years. Um, ben Stiller's dad, I believe. Uh, 1993 the nanny at number 22 on the list um yeah we watched it my mom got a kick out of it so 93 to 99 um fran drescher is kind of the crazy jewish um nanny i guess would be yeah the show's the nanny she was like nanny housekeeper type person for the rich guy and she took care of their kids so one of those sitcom comedies of just kind of it's uh, why can't it? it's like a Mary Poppins ish type thing brought dialed up and just more of a character doing it. And most people, if you say Fran Drescher, if they're my age, they know her laugh immediately. <laughs> uh, another overlap, overlap, married with children. <clears throat> um, I think I, yeah, well, no, it lasted a decade, so it was on for seven of the. 10 years in the 90s a great show ed o'neill christina applegate katie seagal um super funny once again it falls in that category with roseanne where it's the more they went away from that perfect um household and had kind of the more chaos and turmoil like not gritty but just not perfect family uh also ed o'neill is apparently a high level um Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioner and could probably choke every single one of us out. SNL, it's on the list. Growing Pains, 85, so we're just going to keep on trucking. 
Ooh, I've gone too far. Um, good Lord. Where'd I leave off? There we go. Um, another, yeah, I think I said Growing Pains. So Tailspin, another kid's cartoon. Shocked it's a 26, but once again, might mean the world to millennials where it means nothing to me. Um, the Cheers spinoff, Frasier. It lasted 11 seasons, it looks like. Um, I watched it on and off. Frasier was one of the better characters off Cheers. Um, if someone got a spinoff, I would not have guessed it to be Frasier. I would have said Cliff or Norm or maybe Rhea Perlman's character. Someone, even Woody, right? Um, but yeah, Frasier. And it lasted a long time with Kelsey Grammer. And I think a lot of that was the addition of David Hyde Pierce as the brother character. And even the dad. Like, it just... When I did watch it, it was good. I believe it won a boatload of Emmys, too. But that just speaks to Kelsey Grammer. Uh, America's Funniest Home Videos. Um, ooh, here we go. Um, 29, Beverly Hills, 90210. So, once again, there's a boatload of team drama. Teen. <laughs> I can't even talk. Teen dramas in this list. Um, and Beverly Hills, 90210 was the first of those kind of... The... What the hell? Aaron, Aaron Spelling? I can't remember. Anyways, Tori Spelling's dad. He had a whole bunch of shows like this, Melrose Place and stuff like that. And it was these like super pretty California kid dramas <laughs> where they had 30-year-olds playing 18-year-olds or high school students. But yeah, Jason Priestley. We got introduced to Shatton Doherty, Luke Perry. Um, yeah. Um, who just... I swear someone said recently that they were on the set of that show as an extra and they were told not to make eye contact with the cast and it caused a kerfuffle lately. Yeah, weird. Uh, number 30, Doug. Once again, I'm of the wrong generation to have watched a cartoon for kids. Um, 31. And this one started in 97, 2003. Um, I think it should be way higher, but I think it's one of those kind of cult status shows. But I also think that certain seasons of it have amazing rewatch value. And that's um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, in an era where there's people bitching that there's not enough female strong characters. Or if they are, it's like Rey in Star Wars where she's almost too perfect. Buffy was from before that. And Joss Whedon created a super... like. It's a great character, and that's what I like, is character-driven stuff. And Buffy and Whedon in all of his shows, especially Firefly, which won't be on this list, but Buffy was great character development over time. You were invested in the characters, and if someone died, it meant something, and it actually would be shocking that they would kill someone off. And Sarah Michelle Gellar was perfect as Buffy... Um, Allison Hannigan, James Marsters, um, and then even into the spinoff of Angel. The show was great, in my opinion. Um, and it is definitely on the list of um, replay value. And I believe the comic book that kind of... Because this did seven, six, or, six or seven seasons. And then the comic book's going to this day, and it picks up, I believe, right when the show ends. Um, ooh, Dinosaurs. Um funny sitcom giant dinosaur rubber suits <laughs> um 
I believe the biggest thing to take away from this would be the baby. I believe most of the comedy was based in him. And then the dad kind of was a very Fred Flintstone type character. Uh, whose line is it anyway? So funny. So funny. Ryan Stiles, Colin Mockery, Wayne Brady. Um, they were more valuable than Drew Carey ever was on this show. Um, if he was the linchpin kind of as the big name guy, everyone else is kind of the the impromptuness, if that's a word, of this show. Um, the rest of them were amazing. Quick on their feet. So smart. Just brilliant show you i loved watching it um next another crossover into the 80s but family matters um mostly for your urkel memes and i guess the cop from die hard <laughs> reginald vel johnson i believe um darkwing duck another one you'd have to ask a millennial uh another end of the decade one charmed once again not in my wheelhouse King of the Hill, 97 to 2010. Wow, it lasted a long time. Um, funny, um, by the people who brought... It was Mike Judge show. And so he brought you Beavis and Butthead. I can't remember if Hank Hill was in Beavis and Butthead first. Funny show. Just fam. another one of those not perfect family kind of sitcoms. And also animated in that Mike Judge style. Uh, ER, 94 to 2009. Shit. Um, this show gave us George Clooney of all people. Um, I think he was on Roseanne for a little bit, but then he became like megastar with ER and then moved on. And I even think he, I think his Batman role was a little bit after this too. Um, but yeah, this is one of the first kind of evening drama shows, at least on this list. Seems like sitcoms and cartoons have been dominating this list. And so ER is the first kind of, like the 80s had Dallas as one of their main dramas. ER was a big one for this. And for it to last what looked like 15 years is impressive. Um, Rugrats. I don't know why. I I do remember watching this. Don't know why. Because I would have been like 15. Yeah. Weird. I'm a big child. But yeah. Rugrats. Um, Quantum Leap crossover started in 89 but it would have been in full stride so 89 into 93 um cool show scott Bakula is pretty cool um i believe he's in one of the star trek shows or was who knows who's the boss too old probably yeah only lasts till 92 Ooh, here's a good one number 42 already on the list third rock from the sun um loved john lithgow um jane Curtin. Kirsten Johnson, uh, great cast, super good comedy, just another sitcom about aliens and hiding on Earth and just kind of how that panned out. Funny show. Uh, Hey Arnold, kid show, no nothing. Jesus Christ, um, number 44, Law and Order. And it started right in 1990. So that show pretty much, if it's on, I'll sit down and watch it, but it's going to be around forever in all either this or one of its spin-offs and it just it's a nice thing to kind of it's almost like background noise that you can have law and order going on just kind of partially be paying attention to between what the they're doing running around trying to solve whatever's going on for that episode um but that was the dick wolf franchises Ooh, 95 pinky in the brain so this is one of those 
another one of those. Steven Spiel. What? Steven Spielberg is huge for cartoons in this decade for some reason. But Pinky and the Brain, and we'll roll in the next one too. So 45 and 46. Um, Pinky and the Brain and Beavis and Butthead. Um, I wouldn't... Well, I. It's it's of this trend that, at least in the way I see it. In Japan, animation was for all ages. And I feel North America had this thing that cartoons were for kids only. <clears throat> and then you had shows, both of these, that had a lot of grown-up content in them. Pinky and the Brain, I would almost staple that all ages. But Beavis and Butthead, it was on MTV and 100% for grown-ups. But I guarantee... Tons of kids watched it just because of the mind frame of most North American adults at the time was, it's a cartoon, how bad can it be? Super fucking funny show, though. At least my memories tell me that. (laughs) I don't know how well it would hold up. They even had an album. Uh, 47, Drew Carey. We talked about Drew Carey. So the show was 95 to 2004, um, and it was a lot of the same people that we got um with the whose line is it anyways drew carey once again probably not the funniest member of this but he was the big name guy great show uh 48 law and order svu celebrity deathmatch i'm just gonna roll them through these arthur kid show daria is a beavis and butthead spinoff gargoyles 94 that was a big one hmm it seemed to be around the same time as stuff like Reboot and things like that and a couple other shows that I <clears throat> am shocked that I haven't got to yet um, that aren't higher than Gargoyles. But Gargoyles, huge cult following. I feel like someone I went to university with wrote... No, they wrote fan episodes. I can't remember if it was Gargoyles or Reboot that they used to write stuff for back in the budding days of the internet. 1990, Blossom. And it's funny because Mayim Bialik is um, still prevalent in pop culture. She went away for a while and now she's back on TV on a regular basis. And I think she's a pretty outspoken activist. Blossom also gave us um, the famous Joey Lawrence, not him famous, but everyone would go, whoa, because that was his little fucking tagline. Yay. All that. Never heard of it. Ooh, In Living Color, so 90 to 94. Short-lived sketch show, but it gave the world the Wayans family. And the one thing that also... I can't remember if Paul Abdul was a dancer for the show. But it also gave us Jim Carrey. And Jim Carrey still trucking on to this day. One of the premier comedians, also are the Wayans, right? But this was one of those sketch comedy shows that kind of gave competition to Saturday Night Live, who's kind of the only game in town for a long time. Uh, Tales from the Crypt. That's started '89. It's a reboot. Uh, Where in the world's Carmen Sandiego? Cool kid show. I believe it was on PBS all the time. Um, and yeah, it was just a neat little kind of mystery show for kids. Uh, Rocco's Modern Life. No idea. Recess. No idea. Goosebumps. No idea. Um, Doogie Hauser. I guess it had its prime in the '90s. Started in '89. Gave us NPH thankfully, (laughs) who also is quite a pop culture icon. He's been in TV, so yeah, 89 till now, even though people remember him more lately for his more modern characters, but like Dr. Horrible.
Um, Sister, Sister, never heard of it. Right. This one breaks my heart. That is number 63, Batman the Animated Series. And this one would be my argument for the best cartoon of the 90s, but I'm a giant Batman nerd. To me, this is the greatest cartoon of all time. It's easily the greatest comic book series of all time on television. Um, Just brilliant. Kevin Conroy is the voice of Batman. I'm glad that one of the live action shows brought him in to actually play Batman in live action, even though all the modern DC live action stuff is pretty bad from what I watch, at least. Um, But yeah, Batman the Animated Series. Totally rewatchable. I recommend watching it if you can get your hands on it. It brought so many people, like, it's the reason we have um, Harley Quinn. She's a product of this show. Bruce Timm, brilliant. Um, I believe he's still in charge of all their animated projects. And I will argue till I'm out of air that the animated DC stuff always is better than anything live action that Warner Brothers does for superhero stuff. Um, 89 to 2001, Baywatch. Probably have seen two episodes and never watched the movie with The Rock. Powerpuff Girls, that's end of the decade. So, But once again, huge, just probably a millennial thing. Um, an Aladdin cartoon, Will and Grace, Darman and Greg, what's with all these names? Ooh, Seventh Heaven, that's at number 69. And that brought the world Jessica Biel. Um, Jesus, more kid stuff. Dexter's Laboratory, and not the fun Dexter that was a serial killer, sadly. But, uh, ooh, Walker, Texas Ranger. <laughs> uh, Chuck Norris. Um, I'm just going to start flying through this. Power Rangers, 93. So that would be one of, that came over from Japan. So that's, well, Astro Boy would have been the first Japanese, Japanese kids thing to come over. I'm assuming Power Rangers was the next kind of big one. Um, and once again, millennials would probably argue that Power Rangers is the coolest kid show of all time. It's after my time. Uh, Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman, that's in my mom's wheelhouse <laughs> for shows. That was Jane Seymour. Um, Family Guy started in 99, so that barely counts. Coach. Um, 89 till 97, just your standard sports-based sitcom. Craig T. Nelson, Jerry Van Dyke, nothing major. Uh, different world, that was more 80s with Lisa Bonet. Here we go, Mad About You, can't believe this is 84. Um, Paul Reiser, Helen Hunt. Um, sitcom about newlyweds, I loved it, I don't know why. I was fucking young, so I would have been... Uh, 16, 17 when it started. But it's strange because I had an insane crush when I was a young man on Helen Hunt. Um, and so I think I watched the show just for her. And Paul Reiser was pretty dorky in the show. So I think that gave me hope as a young man that you don't have to be the handsome dude to get the girl. Um, but yeah. I'm surprised that's at 84. I thought it would be better. And once again, I think they rebooted it lately. But I just... All these reboots and retellings. Like the reboot of Roseanne. The reboot of Mad About You. A lot of the stuff. I just... I can't bring myself to watch it. But 84, I'm shocked it's that low. Um, 
Lois and Clark. Uh, Dean Cain, Terry Hatcher went on to be pretty famous. Um, surprisingly, as a comic nerd, didn't watch the show. I'm a Batman guy, Superman. And this was very, like, romancy Superman, right? Like, so very little appeal to me. Um, <laughs> Blue's Clues. Uh, where are we going? Hanging with Mr. Cooper, 92. I watched a lot of that. Um, being an NBA guy, I believe that was the story of the show, is he was a former NBA star who became a teacher. Um, mm-hmm. 98, Dawson's Creek, so that's on the bubble. 99, Futurama. 97, South Park. Huge. Huge, huge, huge. Uh, I can't believe that's 92, but that probably just speaks to the fact that it didn't start till 97. Wings, I think that started as, uh, where did it go? 90 to 97. It did last quite a while. And I remember, I think it was part of the Thursday night lineup at some time, but one show's got their own wings. Ha ha ha. Um, they got moved to other nights, but decent sitcom comedy show. Not good. Not bad. 93 is about their rank ranking. Um, Bobby's World, that was Howie Mandel's kid show. Uh, Captain Planet, no idea. Ooh, 91. Ren and Stimpy. Um, this is a crime that Ren and Stimpy is number 96. Um, yeah. I believe Much Music picked it up and played it up here, but I don't, I don't know what the replay value of it would be, but at the time, good stuff um spongebob didn't start till 99 so that's probably why it's rated so low party of five 94 to 2000 another one of those like teen young angsty dramas um that gave the world nev campbell i don't know where she's gone to since then um number 100 tasmania but that's just spin-offs of spin-offs oh ooh, johnny bravo 97 that was actually funny for as a grown-up um 95 to 2009 mad tv great competition once again for saturday night live um had some funny stuff um i believe the main person that came out of this was probably will sasso once again i am amazed that i'm remembering these names uh sopranos didn't start till 99 where are we going Ooh, 92 to 99 shit it's way down the list melrose place <laughs> Um, once again, soap opera drama, drama, what the fuck's wrong with me? Um, soap opera drama, angsty fucking show for youth. Um, probably means more to me cause it was, um, I was in university at the time. So me being 20 something, watching a bunch of other prettier 20 somethings doing shit way cooler than I would ever do. Yeah. I'm shocked that it's 106. I thought that would be higher. Um, Jesus Christ. Here's the crime of the century. Twin Peaks, 108. So we're going to upvote that. All right. Holy fuck. 722 upvotes, 1,250 downvotes. These people need to rewatch that. I've recently rewatched it too. Um, Twin Peaks is great. Um, maybe some people don't get it. I think it's a spark of brilliance. Um, yeah, David Lynch. Some people... I guess maybe just don't enjoy or get his stuff. Um, but yeah, Twin Peaks, great. Um, it's pretty much fantastic, like fantastic ahead of its time television up until you find out who killed Laura. 
then it just kind of yeah um once again and it got revived and i've been told the modern episodes are really good too like they almost treated it like an eight-hour movie um judging amy never heard of it there we go deep space nine this is probably the one star trek thing i did watch the most i enjoyed the characters um yeah and it started in 93 um what else oh here we go another one that would get my vote for best cartoon of the decade but once again it's superhero based is the 1994 spider-man animated series um i would place this either number two behind batman or number three behind batman and x-men the animated series for best superhero cartoons of all time fantastic they did a great job of telling all of um the villains tales and just getting you invested and did a decent job of not butchering the story of kind of origin stories or where the characters kind of came from like the venom they changed it up a little bit where the symbiote came from like they didn't add the whole secret wars thing but generally they did a good job of kind of telling or retelling or re-spinning um the whole kind of world of new york where spider-man would fight crime and they did a great job and kingpin was generally the main guy behind it and you would but they did such a good job of like venom bringing him in in his own way or just the sinister sticks in general such a good show um star trek voyager holy shit star trek slow down voyager didn't watch it as much um so can't speak to it as much but it's the lowest on the list of the star trek stuff from the 90s so that probably makes sense um now some of the late night stuff late night with conan o'brien this would have been 93 he would have taken over for david letterman um and letterman of course jumped ship to the late show on cbs because i'm assuming from everything i remember he didn't get the tonight show they gave it to jay leno so letterman fucked off and decided to compete with jay leno and got a truckload of money probably i don't know why power rangers is listed twice Mm-hmm. 98 sex in the city um yeah that show was huge that also had watch parties and it's probably responsible for the fact that society's full of a bunch of spinsters now um yeah go look that word up uh murphy brown that was kind of an 80s overlap batman beyond 99 oh nypd blue um that was a huge drama at the time kind of the police the chips of the 90s um jag don't even remember it there's a picture of an airplane maybe there were pilots of some kind um jesus going through late show with david letterman so yeah i had talked about that dave jumped ship probably because he didn't get the tonight show um i love david letterman um i would say anything sarcastic or quick-witted that comes out of me is a product of watching David Letterman on a daily basis uh, and recording a lot of it just because he's I think he's brilliant um Jesus Christ 140 news radio um Dave Foley Andy Dick and of course the powerful Joe Rogan um funny show funny funny um why am I forgetting somebody on this show oh Phil Hartman I'm an idiot uh, what else is listed here that would be relevant sliders kind of remember it jerry o'connell and standard 
kind of action-y show. Ally McBeal, fantastic, because it's, I think that's where the single female lawyer kind of meme came from. But that was Calista Flockhart. Anyways, um, Ellen's sitcom was in there. Uh, let's stop at 150. So Star, I've and I've glazed over. Oh no, I'm not going to stop because there's some good stuff in here. Um, Stargate SG One, um, British series Red Dwarf. Really, I thought that was later than 88. Or no, sorry, earlier. Um, I think. Oh, Arsenio Hall show. If we're going to talk about late night talk shows, he kind of became the hip, cool alternative to Johnny Carson. So Arsenio fired up in 89, but he was a main part of the 90s. Ooh, The Tick. Great show. Once again, a little bit for kids, a little bit for grown-ups. Great kind of all-generation cartoon. And it has been rebooted as a live show at least twice now. Oh, Jesus. WCW Monday Nitro. So, yeah, wrestling was huge. Huge in the 90s uh fuck you bob the builder um oh jesus sailor moon that's way down the list that was kind of a once again i'll say probably a big cartoon for millennials a lot i'm gonna jump the line and throw pokemon probably in that list where else are we outer limits never watched it heard of it um the fuck is a street shark i'm too old for this oh caroline in the city so that's leah thompson i remember that didn't watch it uh when ben steins money there it is pokemon um more of a game than a tv show but everyone kind of knows the iconic ash ketchum i think we're gonna call it the tonight show with jay leno uh ned and stacy is that a movie or a TV show? Maybe both. I don't know. I think we're done. We are done. So yeah, I would disagree with a lot of the rankings on here. Some of the shows, like I said, should have been higher, especially stuff like Buffy and things like that. Um, or at least in my view, the fact that even something like culturally relevant as Pokemon isn't higher than like almost dead last on this list um mystery science theater 3000 started in 88 so that would have been in its heyday but yeah strange list um i'm shocked a few things weren't higher but once again i'm a gen xer so i probably have more vivid and spent more time watching i definitely watched more tv in the 80s as a teenager than i did in the 20s where i would have been out and about partying or drinking or working <laughs> i like how i said that third more of the time so that's the 90s and even though i probably watch less tv i think stuff from the 90s has because I said last week, the 80s is trash for replay value, probably except for some kid shows in here. Stuff like Batman, Spider-Man, the kid shows. And for millennials, I'm sure that Power Rangers and a lot of the others, maybe like Pokemon, Sailor Moon, stuff like that, have replay value for them. But there's shows on here that are perpetually being replayed. The Simpsons is still in syndication. Fresh Prince, Friends um full house has been rebooted i'm sure it's in syndication saved by the bell has been brought back 
70 shows in syndication perpetually. Seinfeld, you can't throw a rock without a, hitting a TV that probably has an episode of Seinfeld on it. Um, X-Files, X-Files um, I probably should watch it. It's just, if, if you said 90s TV, it should be in the top five, period. Um, yeah, good stuff. Um, once again, thanks for listening. I always appreciate it. Um, if you want to follow me on social media, on Twitter, at Connor Savage, I have a Facebook page, PK Experience, uh, Instagram also, at Connor Savage. Um, if you enjoy what I'm doing and want to help me out with a little fundage, um, I have a Teespring store. I will list the Teespring, my Patreon, and my direct PayPal um, link in the description underneath this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, we've done music, we've done TV, and I think the next one I'm super looking forward to because I think it's a complete toss-up, but we're going to get into it. We're probably going to use Ranker again because I'll need it because we're going to do movies. And I think both decades um, made their mark in amazing ways in the film industry. Um, I took a bit of film in university and I loved my time when I worked at Blockbuster because I did have a very big love of film. So this is the one where I'm going to be able to speak a little more to out of a little more passionately about when we get into the movies. Um, Because I think the 80s and 90s really brought cinema to its high point. So I look forward to it. Thanks for listening and have a good night.